0: Everybody, this is Rainbow Bright, and you're listening to Brightcast. Let's go over the rainbow.
1: Welcome to Brightcast. Thank you for downloading. This is Renee Stowe of RainbowBright.co.uk, and I am Katie Carti-Hiley of RainbowBright.net. Thank you for tuning in again to Brightcast, the Rainbow Bright podcast. We are bringing you a very special episode uh, that we hope you all will enjoy. If not sure if you noticed from the beginning, there uh, we're going to have a very special guest this episode.
2: Indeed, we are. We have the one and only Bettina Bush, the original voice of Rainbow Bright from the 1980s show. Which I was so freaking, freaking excited about because everybody that's a Rainbow Bright fan loves Bettina because she did such an excellent job with that role and she's such an excellent person. So Renee was the one that set this up and I'm still so thankful. Thank you, Renee, for contacting Bettina and working out the schedule so we could we could fit this in. Cause Bettina is very, very busy with her work and family. So it was it was really cool that she took a few minutes out of her busy schedule to do this. And I know you guys are going to love it because she's
1: awesome. So (laughs) do you want to just go right into the interview? Sure. Here's the interview that we did with Bettina Bush, the original voice of Rainbow Bright. Good morning. Good morning, Bettina. (laughs) How are you? Hi.
0: We're excellent now. (laughs) Okay, so you have to bear with me because I haven't even had my coffee yet. Okay. And my son woke me up at 3.45 in the morning. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm a little like, some of my answers might be a little strange, but <laughs> I'll do my best. Even if you had not been woken up in the
2: middle of the night, it's super early for you. So thank you so much for doing this.
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, You know I love you guys. <laughs> oh, we love you too. <laughs> so what are we talking about today? let's go ahead and get started in with
1: the uh, regular questions. We'll start with the first one here. What are some of your current projects
0: that you're working on? Um, Well, right now I'm the editor at large of Working Mother magazine, which is the greatest job on the planet. I absolutely love it. It gives me a chance to basically take my, where I am in my life right now is I'm a, I'm a mom and I'm completely focused on learning everything that there is to know about being a good parent and Being editor-at-large at at Working Mother Magazine allows me to take the fact that I've always been Employed my entire life. I've just been. I've always been working, and so that mentality of constantly, you know, tackling the next project and all of that, combined with being a mom, and it allows me to take that and run with it. With the radio show, we have a nationally syndicated radio show, and um, and it also is a podcast, and uh, you can find it on iTunes uh, or you you know check your local radio listings. And then on top of that, I get to host um, the online video series, the Motherhood Corner, which uh, allows me to interview all kinds of experts. About everything that moms want to know, so that's really fun. We cover every every type of scenario, you know, everything from psychotherapist help to you know anti aging and beauty products to celebrity style tips, all kinds of stuff. So it's really fun. And then, of course, you know, I continue to do the voiceovers, which is the biggest blessing in the world. It's my 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 first love <laughs> will always be. So I get the chance to. I still work on the McDonald's campaign. You know, ba da ba ba ba, I'm loving it. And, um, and I also do the voice match for Gloria from Madagascar, the hippo. So anything that's not the the movies is usually me. So I've got Gloria in, you know, at sea world, I've got her on Royal Caribbean cruises. I've got all the video games and she's just, she's a blast. She's probably, she's actually my favorite character since rainbow bright to to do because she's just got so much personality and she's so much fun. I've been doing her for 10 years now. So it's amazing how time flies. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody asked me that the other day, I was like. I don't know. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, 20 years goes by and you've been doing the same job. Um, so that's what I'm up to. And I'm trying to think what else I'm up to. The other thing that I get an opportunity to do uh, as editor-at-large of Working Mother is um, I produce a video series called Shoulders of Giants. And we have a multicultural women's conference that we do every year. And it's about celebrating diversity and celebrating strong women, and I get a chance to shine a spotlight on women who are really making a difference in uh, in leadership roles and diversity. And that's you know that's one of my main missions. That that was my dad's legacy was furthering diversity and and, uh, and empowering people who aren't empowered. And so that's very close to my heart too. So that's something that I'm I'm really proud of being able to do as well. So yeah, that's and then I have my three year old, my four year old projects. <laughs> My little girl, my little (laughs) boy—they don't take up any time at all. Oh no, there's there's nothing demanding. There's nothing pulling on me there. I mean, we're gonna have to get this interview um, rushed through before everybody comes banging down my door. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's it's wonderful, and I'm 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 so I'm so lucky. I really have the best of all worlds in in what I do and and you know and to make it even better I have the awesome rainbow bright fans and you know everybody who's followed me along the way and the my little pony fans and the littles and the get-along gang and the rugrats and you know it's just I I couldn't be happier
2: excellent um I was curious because you released you know a music album a few years back if you have any plans in the future to do any more of that because we love your voice
0: Oh, thank you. That's such a great question. So many people ask me that, you know, it's hard because the music industry really forces you to be away from your family. You know, you have to tour in order to, to get fan support, in order to, to sell uh, albums. And, and being away is just not something that's a, that's I want to do right now. And I don't know that I'll ever want to really do it again. And, and you know what? When I was really actively doing music, I did it. You know, I, I had such a great time. And, and you know, I did so many wonderful children's records. And then when I did my own album, it won American Idol Underground, and I got to open for some great acts. And and I really, I felt like I got I, I got the best of that world. And um, and I really enjoyed myself, and I went out on a high note. And not to say that it's over, because it's, it's not over. You know, the music's always in you. Um, and my kids have the bug, too. So nice. <laughs> that. yeah, but for right now, you know, I'm really content with the fact that I have an American Christmas, which is my single that, you know, I, I draw attention to this time every year, because it's important to me uh, to to raise awareness about cultural diversity and being a proud American and leaving that legacy of people being kind to one another. And it seems around the holidays, that's that's when people tend to think about those things. And so, you know, I like to kind of push that button as much as I can during the holidays. And the proceeds from that go to um, my dad's foundation. You know, my dad passed away two years ago. And and so that was when I released it in his honor. And so every year, you know, I bring attention to that. And I, you know, I love that song. I love the video. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, go to my website and, and watch the video. It's really fun. And and you see my kids in it, you see, you know, us in our home and, and, you know, and it's on iTunes and, and I, you know, I just, I like to be able to give back in that way with that single. So if I were to do something again, I think it would be in that vein of some kind of philanthropy, something philanthropic and maybe having to do with kids. You know, my music has always been family friendly and uh, that's important to me too, that it's always something that you don't have to go, oh, the kids are in the car, turn it off. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't really have that in me anyway, <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's just kind of where I go with it, but, um, but, you know, we'll see. It would be nice to voice another character that sings. That would be really fun. So, oh, yes. um, so we'll see where it goes.
1: Cool. Yeah. One thing just on random Katie and I both want you to be on my little pony
0: so bad. <laughs> yeah, you <know>, we do. <laughs> I, you know, it's so funny. I have a lot of good friends that are on that show. Um, and a lot of them have a similar vocal tone to me, so I don't know. I don't know that I'll end up on that show, but I love that show too. My daughter is obsessed with it. It's so cute. Like they did, they did a really great job with it. But yeah, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't know, you know, if they called, I, just, I definitely would come running. But, uh, but for right now, you know, it's, it's not, it's not where I am.
1: <laughs> now, have your kids watched any of the Rainbow Bride episodes or any of the
0: episodes of cartoons that you voiced as a kid? Uh, you know, that's so funny because Cassie, I think we're going to try again. We're going to, we're going to give it a shot. Jesse's not ready.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's just not.
0: But we tried when Cassie was three. We took her to SeaWorld and she saw the live Madagascar show and it went just right over her head that the hippo was mommy. Like she just didn't get it at all. And then we tried watching uh, Rainbow Bright and the Star Stealer. And while she absolutely adored the movie, she had it it made absolutely no sense to her that the voice of Rainbow Bright was anybody but Rainbow Bright talking. So, you know, like the concept that there is a person who voices the character is completely Outside her realm of reality, and I think it's probably better that way for right now. Yeah. You know, it's part of the magic of being a child, and I don't want to I don't want to steal that from her. So, so for now, you know, I'll keep exposing her to the cartoons, but I won't I won't do it in a way that make you know that pulls that that focus onto me and away from the magic of the cartoons.
2: Oh wow, <laughs> I hadn't even thought about it that way, but that's totally true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you started
1: voicing. At a very young age, you were in the studio. Yeah. Now, did you want to do
0: voice acting or how did you stumble into that? You know, that's so funny because what happened was I was I was an early reader. I was the youngest of three kids and my brother and sister got sick of reading to me. So they taught me how to read. <laughs> so I was <laughs> able to read very young. And I started when we came out here, I started acting at four and uh, well, I, we started modeling when I was two my sister was um, was doing it. And I kind of tagged along and then um, but I ended up being the one who really loved the the acting and the music and all of that. And so what happened was I booked a, an on camera commercial and that commercial required a voiceover. And so when I went in the studio to do the voiceover for it, I they were like they're trying to feed me the lines. And I'm like, why are you feeding me the lines? It's right here on the paper. And they're like, <laughs> you can read that. I'm like, yeah, I can read that. <laughs> so I read it. And then and they gave me directions. And I took the direction. And they're like, like, like it was kind of like I was just kind of an anomaly. Like they didn't, they hadn't met any kids like that. And it just so happened that the guy, who, the sound engineer guy who owned that studio, Wally Burr, was um, working with Andy Hayward when he was just launching Deke. You know, the the phenomenal, huge, massive Deke. But in, in the beginning, you know, this is Andy when he's just, you know, a, a dude with an idea. <laughs> <And> so. <laughs> Um, so they cast me as Lucy Little and, you know, and it all just like went hog wild after that. And I ended up being kind of Andy's girl. And so I went from from Lucy Little to Rainbow Bright to Dottie Dog to, you know, it just didn't stop. And uh, and thank God it didn't stop. It was so much fun. But it wasn't something that I was even aware was an option, you know, voiceover work per se. I, it was just something that ended up happening in in the course of my acting career and I'm so fortunate it did because I I loved it I mean and I still love it and I and I did prefer it to on-camera acting so it was I was very fortunate it was clearly meant to be
2: oh absolutely (laughs) have your kids
0: expressed any interest in (laughs) acting yet (laughs) <laughs> my kids definitely love a good crowd and a good round of applause <laughs> they are and, and they love to sing and they love to dance they they love it all so we'll see where it goes you know right now it's just you know little classes at the preschool and stuff and and they're thoroughly enjoying themselves and if it if it seems like it's something that that should go beyond that then you know of course I'll assist them with that but I'm I'm certainly not going to push them to that you know I I've been there done that lived it I don't need to live vicariously through them so it's really if they want to make that their life then I'll help them do it because I didn't you know I'm not one of those people who was a child actor who has horror stories you know it was I had a I had a wonderful life so you know I'm not afraid of it for them Mm -hmm. so it's really up to them
1: I know Cassie did some modeling a couple years ago
0: yeah, she modeled for Little Giraffe, um, and that in that catalog. I think she was in two or three of their catalogs and and uh, Earnshaw's magazine and and Jesse's been a, approached to model, but uh, it didn't work with his nap schedule. So, you know, that's something that I do. I do definitely do is when it, at this little, this small of an age, you know, his, his nap schedule is more important than him being on a set. So, yeah. <laughs> so unless they can make it for him and not disrupt him, then, you know, then I'll pass on it. But, you know, we'll see. I feel like more opportunities like that are probably going to come their way. And if they, if they suit their lifestyle and, and they really want to do it, then we'll take them. Cool. We're curious. Have you watched any of the new Rainbow Bright
2: show yet? And if so, what do you think of it?
0: I haven't yet. And I feel so bad saying that as my answer. I really want to. I swear, I when I finally get time to myself to get in bed, I either pass out or I have work to do. and yeah. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. But I'm I am dying to watch it and I'm so i I'm so supportive of Emily Osmond. I think she was a great choice and I love that she, you know, she has that higher profile that's gonna draw attention to the new generation for Rainbow Bright. And I really I think I, I'm excited to see the project. I'm really hoping that that they did, they did it justice, and I'm sure they did. I, I can't wait. I, I really do want to see it. When, maybe after, after today, when we have gymnastics and we go, you know, go do our ten hour schedule of stuff after they pass out for their nap, maybe I'll take a look.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> now, you have expressed interest in revoicing Rainbow Bright in the past, and you mentioned on Twitter that you like to do a cameo. Is that something you're still interested in?
0: I would love nothing more than to do a cameo on the New Rainbow Bright. I think it would be so cool, not just for me, but for the fans, for everybody. I just think it would be fun, right. and you know, I'm sure they're going to have a lot of different characters come on and everything. So, and my agent has talked to to the people who are doing it, and they they're excited that I'm interested. So we'll see what happens. I don't be surprised if I end up popping up on an episode or two. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we will flip out when that happens. <laughs> Before we started recording. Katie and I were discussing it. it It's like, Oh, what what character could she do? And wouldn't it just be great because the new show is definitely going in a direction that in previous interviews you've have expressed, you know, more, what would rainbow bright do in a real life situation? uh, Like on earth. And it looks like they definitely have the possibility of doing that because they brought Brian in as more of a main character this time.
0: Oh, good. Good. I love yeah. See, you say Brian, and then I think Scott Menville, <laughs> and I get this warm, fuzzy feeling. I'm like, I need to call him. <laughs> yeah. He's just, he is. Uh, if anybody who's a fan of Scott Menville, you've got your your heart in the right place. He is just the best person. He He's wonderful. His wife is wonderful. His kids are lovely. He's just, he's great. He He's worthy of, of your friendship.
2: <laughs>
1: well, he absolutely has it. I, I love him. <laughs> yeah, we both do. <laughs> His, his,
0: yeah, his Robin a, from Teen Titans is my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, he, he rocks it. Every role that he comes, he brings it. He phones nothing in. He is there. And he, but that's who he is as a person. You know, I've known him since we were you know, little kids. And, and he just, some people are just genuine, authentically good people. And he's one of them.
2: Nice. Well, once you do watch the new show and give him a call to, to catch up, you'll have to see if he's watched it and what his opinion is as well. Oh my God. I totally am. That's Yeah, I'm sure he'll be thrilled that Brian has a bigger part this time around. And I'm sure that has a lot to do with how he, you know, approached the character back in the 80s and made us fall in love with him. So, yeah, I would love to hear his opinion as well.
0: Yeah, well, I'll report back. Awesome.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now, the holidays are coming up. It's a time for, you know, family and and, and traditions. and everything. this week actually coming up is Thanksgiving. Is there anything holiday wise that you're looking forward to?
0: Uh, what am I not looking forward to I, anybody who knows me knows that this is my favorite time of year and the fact that I've got a three-year-old and a four-year-old right now just makes it that much better because the magic and the sparkle in their eyes over everything is just uh, it's the most valuable precious time and I you know I love spending time with my family my mom's coming out for Christmas and you know she every she she's she was my set mom she's you know my mom and I are super duper close And so I love spending time with her, and I love the fact that my kids get to have her rub off on them. And so I'm looking forward to that. And I'm, I, you know, I, I, my house looks, my house already looks like Christmas threw up all over it, and I haven't even started. (laughs) I I have a I have a Christmas village that I put up in my uh, above my kitchen above all my kitchen cabinets so the kids can't touch it but it's um, one of those department fifty six Christmas villages and I've been collecting one a year for like a thousand years and um and so that's already up there and all lit up and I've got uh, my mantle is lit up and so this weekend we'll probably put out some of the front yard stuff and and I I'm guessing we'll have the tree decorated we we usually decorate it on Thanksgiving so we'll probably do that Thanksgiving morning and. Yeah, I just I love the holidays. I'm I'm a huge huge dork about the holidays and, <laughs> and you know, I I'm just a big just a big kid. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> now, do you have any rainbow bright ornaments for your tree? You know what? I have one that I made myself when I was a kid, but I don't okay. have any like professionally made one. If there if there are any out there, point me in the right direction, send me a link cuz I would it. love to buy one. Um, but I, I do have one that I'm I I'm happy
1: to send you one. I have a couple of spares. Oh my gosh, you have spares? Yes. Uh, they had them on clearance, oh. so I bought some. So sure, I'd be happy to send you one.
0: Oh, that is the sweetest thing ever. Thank you so much. I'll be so excited. <laughs> that's just gonna make us excited that Rainbow Bright has Rainbow Bright on her tree. <laughs> <laughs> you are so sweet. I will take a picture with it and tweet it out to everybody oh and goodness. and and send it to you. I that uh, that would that would make my Christmas. That would be so great to have that on my tree. I would okay. love it.
1: Katie, was there anything else you wanted to add? Huh. Just that we love you so much, and
2: we are so grateful for everything you've done, you know, in the past, in the present. We love that you're supporting this new show; that you've been behind it 100% since the beginning, since it was announced. That's huge for us and for the people working on it. They are so appreciative. So thank you for that. Thank you for being the embodiment of Rainbow Bright in your personal life. Like. For us, we viewed Rainbow Bright as such a role model as a kid, and she was such a good role model. And, you know, a lot of that was the writing, but a lot of that, too, was your delivery of it and the heart behind it and just your personality shining through. And I see that in your life. Like, everything you've done has been wonderful. (laughs) And you're so, like you said, you're very family-oriented. Like, that's where your heart is. And you want to keep things safe for kids. And that just you are a rainbow bright to us. I mean, as, love, as much as we love the new one <laughs> and, and we love Emily Osment's interpretation of her, I think in our in us 80s kids' hearts,
0: you're always going to be there you know, underneath it all. So... Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you to you guys for, thank you for creating a forum for all the fans and for keeping her, you know, keeping Rainbow Bright's heart alive, you know, during the the time that, you know, there weren't any new episodes, there wasn't anything new going on. And you guys have been so great about keeping everything alive for everyone. And, you know, and thank you for, for having me on the show. I, I appreciate the time and the, and the love that you guys put into everything that you do. So thank you. Oh, the natives are getting restless. I Did you hear my <laughs> Yeah, We heard it. Oh. All right. I got to get going, but thank you so much. I, I love being on the show and I will definitely, um, oh, I, I'm, I'm so excited to get that ornament and I will definitely tweet you a picture and, and send you a picture and, and oh, hi baby. <laughs> my dog and my son just arrived. I'm going to okay. have to sign off. Thank you so much. You're
1: thank welcome. you. Bye. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> that was so cute. <laughs> Oh, that was awesome. (laughs) Oh my God. Wow, that was fun. (laughs) Oh, she sent a little message. Thank you, with a little heart going around it. Oh, it's so sweet. (laughs) That is adorable. I love her so much. So, have you started your day off the Rainbow Way, Katie? Oh my (laughs) God. Like I was already a little bit caffeinated
2: going into this, but I feel like I just drank ten cups of coffee. I'm so bouncing off the walls inside right now because she, she's amazing. I just love her as a person, and she can still do Rainbow Bright's voice. That, oh my God. <laughs> like, I almost freaked. Like, I I kind of closed my eyes when I knew she was about to say it, and just like pictured the original Rainbow Bright in my head saying that, and it was just. <laughs> I'm proud of myself I didn't cry uh, <laughs> but it was it's touching you know it oh it, it was wonderful it was wonderful and I can't say enough good things <laughs> and we've already got so much other awesome rainbow brightness going on right now with the new show so this on top of that wow my heart is so rainbow right now <laughs> <laughs> That was my first time actually speaking with her, like, voice to voice. Oh. Like, you know, we chatted with her back in the day, and you've met oh. her in person the one time, but I've never actually spoken to her, so that was... Wow!
1: <laughs> love her, love her, love her, love it, love it, love it. Yay. <laughs> I think we, t- we both, like, sonic squeed on her. <laughs> yeah, we did! <laughs> oh, We totally did!
2: And I totally didn't mean to just start gushing on her at the end, but
1: I just love her so much. When you when you don't really have that forum, that opportunity to talk to somebody like that, you definitely want to get it out when you get the chance. Yeah, I, mean, I actually have dreams about that, where I'm like, if I meet a celebrity, what would I say? And you just info dump. You do! You
2: <laughs> totally do! Like, well, that's what I did on Carrie Always. <laughs> like, uh, do you realize I watch your movie, like, six times a year? <laughs> Yeah, you, you. and usually you don't have a lot of time. Like when you meet a celebrity at a convention or whatever, you're trying to get the line moving quickly so you don't have much time. And yeah, you do. You just info dump. And she, and...
1: she gave us more time than what she said. I
2: think you're right. Yes. That was so sweet of her and so adorable that we got to hear her little son come in. <laughs> Mommy, hello.
1: <laughs> I heard him too. Mommy. Oh, oh, God. <laughs>
2: Oh, I love it, I love it, I love it. She has to do a cameo. She
1: has to. It would be so cool. I want her on my little pony. I want her uh-huh. in the new Rainbow Bright. And you know, again, with this forum right here, the podcast two fans expressing that, I think would be a great lead way. You definitely know they want her. Yeah. Again, that was very much amazing, squee tastic, or as I like to say picking up Sprite tastic lately, that was fantastic. Uh, <laughs> again, you know, it was just a, an honor really to talk to her for a while. <laughs> Absolutely. That's that's the perfect word for it. It was
2: it was a complete honor and a pleasure and hopefully hopefully we can do it again someday. Yes. So, that was that was a fantastic interview. Thank you so much, Patina. And for the rest of this episode, we are going to be talking about the new Rainbow Bright cartoon that Phelan released starting November 6th. We've you know, speculated in some of our previous podcasts about what we wanted to see and hoped we'd see and didn't want to see or what we were scared about or excited about. And now we've actually seen the episodes, So we have more information to go on, more things to talk about. We're not going to divulge the entire plot lines or spoilers because we want you guys to have time to watch it. I know a lot of you have busy schedules. And just because we were rabid fans and had to watch it the day that it premiered. Doesn't mean everybody's had that time yet. So we'll do that in a later episode. We'll have a little bit of a spoiler episode that you can come back to and listen to us uh, share Easter eggs that you may have missed or really exciting plot points that did happen. We do have a voicemail that we want to share with you guys. So why don't we head to the voicemail box first?
1: Hi, Katie. Hi, Renee. This is Michael Ron, your fellow color kid. I just want to say good job on the podcast
0: today, interviewing the producer. You guys got a lot of answers um, to questions that we had, and I'm so glad and can't wait to wake up on November 6th, three days before my birthday, to watch the new Rainbow Break TV show. I'm so
1: excited. woo Alright, All right, I'll see you guys then. Hopefully we can all watch it together one day. Love you guys. Bye. Thank you very much, Michael, for leaving us that voicemail message. That was fun. Yes, it was. I love your enthusiasm because we share it. <laughs> I'm
2: so excited <laughs> to hear from others that were super excited about the new show like we were and are, and still are.
1: So yeah, thank you so much for calling us. Yay. And if you want are- wanting to leave us a voicemail please do the voicemail box is 702-900-7827 or 702-900-STAR so be a star share the rainbow leave us a voicemail yes
2: (laughs) we love to hear from you guys so i think renee and i both would say we we absolutely love this new cartoon would you agree renee
1: yes It is quite the love letter to original fans, more than any other show that I've seen be brought back for new fans. I mean, it kept so much of the original show that gave me the warm fuzzies, Mm -hmm. and I love it. Um, No other program has done that, really, that I've seen. Not the new Strawberry Shortcake, or the Care Bears, or... Uh, even the My Little Pony, the My Little Pony, it does leave a few nods to the original fans, leaving the original ditty and the original theme song, mm-hmm. which yay to using bits and pieces of the original theme song. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> in, the, in, the new, in the new show.
2: But you're right. I don't know that I've seen a reboot really put that many nods to the fans, to the existing fans. That was really, really cool
1: well uh, existing rainbow bright fans as you and I both know are very dedicated and we knew that rainbow bright had the potential of coming back but we didn't want to be forgotten it's 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 one thing to bring a character back but to completely reboot it and forget where she came from is disheartening yeah and i think that they did very well in not continuing the story, but in my opinion, rebooting it for a new generation, but making it acceptable enough to the original fans to to make us happy. Yeah. It made me happy. Oh, yeah. So happy. <laughs> As colors make you happy.
2: <laughs> well, Renee and I both did reaction videos. So the first time we watched the episode, we recorded ourselves with our webcams or cameras or whatnot. And then we uploaded those to YouTube so go to YouTube and if you search for Rainbow Bright, you know sort it by like most recent. They're really easy to find. Or if you just type in Feelin's Rainbow Bright, I think they'll come right up. Um, and it doesn't show or it doesn't show the episode, and you can't hear the episode, but you're just watching us watch it. Uh, I've, I've heard that some people have synced it up, at least with mine, because I know Renee has done some fast forwarding on hers. But some people have told me they've synced it. So they'll start the episode and then start my video to make sure they're at the same point so they can see exactly what I'm reacting to, which, which is fun. Because <laughs> otherwise you're like, what is she laughing at? But <laughs> there's a lot of laughing going on because this show is hilarious. I love it. I love it so much. And we'll get into more detail about the actual episodes in a, a few minutes without going too in, too in depth. But we'll, we'll at least touch on them each individually. But... I just wanted to say, first off, we are, we are so thrilled because we had seen, you know, the trailers, we had seen images. So we had a, a little bit of, of knowledge going into the episodes of what was coming, what we were going to see. But I think we were both pleasantly surprised with the additional information we got in the episodes, the additional nods to the fans and. And the new information or, or new plot devices uh, and, and new storylines that were brand new to to us and you know, to the new to the next generation. So they're nodding to the fans without pandering to the fans, I think is a good way to put it. Like they're not just putting in fluff that they know the original fans are going to squee over, although we, we do. But <laughs> they're also putting in a lot of new content, which is exciting. Because personally, I... I would have probably been okay if they had just rebooted it and told the same story with the new design, but I'm glad that they took the time to make new stories, because we've already seen that. We've already heard that story. Uh, So I might have been a little disappointed if they had just redone, you know, say Peril in the Pits, if they had just redone the episode with the same characters with the new design, that would have been a bit redundant. So I'm really happy that they mixed it up, uh, gave us, it's the same characters, but they're, they're slightly different and the storyline is different. So that, that was super, super fun. And I showed it, I don't know if you've had a chance um, to hear from your niece yet, Renee, but I showed it to my niece and nephew when I went down to visit I guess it was last weekend. Um, and I didn't record it. because I wanted to, but we were all really tired. i had actually gone down that weekend to attend the wake of a friend of mine that passed away. So I was kind of sad. And they were tired because they had just gotten back from a trip. So I was like, yeah, let's just sit down and watch this and chill for a few minutes. And then we then I had to get on the road. So I did not record it. I'm sorry. But they loved it. They, they Both of theirs attentions were were completely wrapped, you know, they weren't talking over it or like, oh, I'm hungry. You know, they just, they were completely entranced in in the episode. And after it was over, when I told Edie that the voice of Rainbow Bright was Emily Osment, who was Lily on Hannah Montana, she went, oh, you know, she had this she had this look on her face like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing, because she's a big Hannah Montana fan. So she's old enough, she's seven, so she's old enough to understand that there are human beings behind the cartoons. So yeah, she was excited by that. And my nephew, I think he just really liked the bright colors <laughs> and the humor and everything. <laughs> and then I was out to dinner with some friends the other night and, and one of the couples that we're friends with has a four month old baby and he was being kind of fussy. So I pulled my phone out and I you know, started up the first episode and just kind of put it in front of his face. And he was absolutely entranced. I mean, it was just the, the <laughs> intro. Once it started into the episode, he's like, ah, I don't know what's going on now. Take me away. But all the bright colors and the music and everything in the intro, <laughs> he did not blink once. It was amazing. So <laughs> That's been fun to see, too, uh, the, reac- the reactions of children watching the show. Uh, so you listeners that have kids, we would love to hear what your kids' reactions were. So if you want to leave us a voicemail and tell us how that went, or if you recorded it, put it on YouTube. We'd love to see
1: that. Yeah, no, I have not um, had my niece see it. I've mentioned that there's a new one, but, you know, I'm glad your niece enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. I'm hoping that she went
2: on to watch the additional two episodes after I left, uh, because they have an Apple TV, so they just went ahead and signed up for the free week trial. Um, I'm hoping that they'll continue the subscription. I don't know, but hopefully. Hopefully. 'Cause there's a lot of great family friendly content on there that I'm sure their whole family would love. So I'll have to see. I'll have to ask if they've watched the other two and what their opinions were. And actually last night I was at a, a friend's party and they have some kids. So the kids were around, but it was mostly just the adults. I put on the first couple episodes while we were waiting for some of the other group to finish playing a game they were playing. And they all liked it. They all thought it was really cool. And they were laughing at all the jokes. You know, even some of the things that were more for the fans that they didn't necessarily get the entire correlation of, they still thought it was funny. So yeah, they they liked the animation. They liked the colors, the humor, the humor, all of it. So yeah, it's, it's universally awesome in my opinion.
1: (laughs) Well, since we're talking about other people's reactions and we've had our own, let's go into what are some of our impressions of the first new episodes and the reasons why we like it. Yes.
2: Do you want to mention some of the things we talked about in previous episodes that now our, our opinions have changed on?
1: Hmm. I guess so. There weren't many. Well, I just wanted to
2: say that I, I love Starlight now. Because in a previous episode I had said he was my least favorite thing about the reboot and I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about him, because my first impression was the bulk biceps from My Little Pony, and I was like, no! He's, he's a jock! I hate him! But no, it, I was wrong. I was completely wrong. It's just in that one little scene that he flexes his pecs, and it's it's just a humorous thing they threw in. <laughs> he's a very down-to-earth, I don't want to say paternal, but sorta. Like, he's definitely more mature than Rainbow Bright in a sense, in this cartoon. But he kind of keeps her grounded a little bit and he's just, he's the wise voice. That's yeah. He's a cool character. I'll just say that I like him a lot. I, I definitely got over my, my worry and my fear about not liking Starlight. He's fantastic.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's very much like a big brother, um, best friend to her. And again, I love in, in hearing his voice. It reminded me very much of Starlight in the Starlight rainbow bright song. Yeah. That. <laughs> and it's so it, it, it made me all nice, warm and fuzzy. And I loved it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> now, what did you think about Mr. Glitter's not speaking? Mr. Glitter's not speaking. Hmm. Being a twink fan. I, I love twink and I love the sprites. However, in the rainbow bright fandom, they're, is a little bit of an issue with sprites and sprite talk. And do I think Twink should have spoke? You I mean in the original? Yeah. In the original series, uh, Twink was uh, voiced by Robbie Lee and he could speak English and all the other sprites spro- spoke sprite talk. And he was like a translator between them. However, it was later shown that rainbow bright could understand sprite talk. Yes. Uh, specifically when talking to Night Sprite, who was Moon Sprite, and he did not speak English. The only other ones to speak English were the Sprites from Spectra, which were in the movie and weren't mentioned in the television show. Yes. It's a little bit of backstory for those who don't understand what I'm talking about. <clears throat> but when it comes to Mr. Glitter's talking now, this is a reboot, this is a retelling, and I am in the camp that... It honestly didn't make sense for him to speak. Again, if you look at all the other sprites, they don't. Yeah. And so him not speaking English and speaking Sprite Talk, I'm fine with that. Cool. Me too. And
2: it's so adorable in this show. Like I think in the original they they more had their own language. And I guess they still do, but it's more squeaks and just funny noises instead of little enunciated. Things like it, it sort of used to be.
1: He reminds me of a mogwai Oh yeah, that's a good, that's a good comparison. Which I love the sounds that the mogwais make, little Gizmo. And he kind of
2: sounds like Curious George, in like the mm-hmm. PBS show, which I love. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you. There was no good reason, technically or biologically speaking, for Twink in the original show to speak because he was a red sprite to begin with. He wasn't always white. He just lost his color in the pits, and Rainbow Bright saved him before he went invisible or something like that. So, I mean, it definitely helped tell the story in the original. They used mm. that, you know, to really because that was like the first friend she made in Rainbow Land. It helped advance the story. It made it a lot easier for the writers to advance the story, um, so that because we could understand what he was saying as well as her. But yeah, in this new story. You know, it's not starting off with beginning of Rainbowland type origin. It's starting off with, boom, you're in Rainbowland. Everybody's already established there. Here's what's happening. So I think it makes total sense for him not to speak.
1: Though I will remember that Twink has some of the best lines in the <laughs> original show. I mean, parallel the Pits, he was like, colors make you happy. and oh, Yeah, he was super it, it, he, But he was someone that Rainbow could talk to. Because how we first were introduced to her in *Peril in the Pits*, she's talking to Twink and she's talking to Starlight.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, and you know, a lot of fans were worried that Rainbow Bright was going to be this spastic Pinkie Pie type character the entire time, and she's totally not. You know, she in the in the very beginning, you have the whole line about OMB. I forgot to introduce myself. Right, Rainbow But after that point, you know, after she shows Brian around a little a little ways. She starts talking just like any other character, completely normal. I mean, she definitely has her squee moments, like most of us do. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. I don't think that that's a character flaw by any means. I think it's adorable. But she's absolutely not just an airheaded valley girl, the entirety of the three episodes. No, not at all. So I was happy about that.
1: Well, she kind of reminds me, if you do, use My Little Pony as a example of, you would think she's like Pinkie Pie in the energy. But to me, she also kind of reminds me of, of Applejack when she was like, come on over and meet the family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a good, so, a good comparison as well. It all comes down to what kind of a personality would you be drawn to meeting a person? And, you know, I'm, I'm Fluttershy. I can go ahead and tell you that I'm Fluttershy. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to be quiet until I get to know you. Um, <laughs> but, you know, there are some people that like that warm, hearty handshake. And that's what it was. Mm-hmm. This warm, hearty handshake. Hi, I can get used to that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> with, yeah, with a little bit of Pinkie Pie thrown in for good measure, <laughs> which is super fun because I'm a little bit that way myself. I'm, I would say I'm a warm, fuzzy person. I'm happy to make a new friend. I'm very approachable. But when I get excited, I get excited. <laughs> and I, I'm i okay with letting that loose. And I'm glad that she is too. I don't feel the need to hold in my excitement no, I, I just let it shine for the world to see. <laughs> and then things we were talking about in previous episodes that we weren't sure about, that we were correct about. Like you were saying that Stormy, you thought was going to start off as a villain. And she did.
1: Yeah, I I do like that. It just made more sense for her character. Because in the original series, we were never given an intro to Stormy. It was just, hi, here's Stormy. She fights with Rainbow. And that was it. Yeah. But I saw in the original Stormy's Eye, specifically in the Star Stealer movie, she wanted to be as loved as Rainbow Bright. You could tell when she was just like, you know, I want to help. I never get to make things colorful, you know, because. And I really felt bad for her. And I wanted her to have this introduction to get to know her more. She was a character I definitely wanted to get to know more. And I think that we were given that opportunity in this episode.
2: Yeah. It wasn't so much an origin story, but it definitely gave more depth to the character, some of her motivations, her weaknesses, you know, even when exploited by bad people, and then her strength when she can overcome things like that. So, yeah, that was super that they included her in these first three episodes, because and they know that she's such a beloved character by all of the original fans, and that new fans would also think she's cool. So that was a brilliant idea, I think, to include her right off the bat. And then Murky and Lurky being henchmen for Dark Princess, I think we had assumed that that's what was going to be the case. And yeah, they totally were,
1: (laughs) which was hilarious. I kind of liked watching them lost around. (laughs) Very much reminds me of the beginning of Rainbow Land when they were the King of Shadows henchmen. Yeah. So I do love... (laughs) all the things that the dark princess, you know, this is very much in your face. It's very much stating the obvious to the point that it's funny. It's (laughs) kind of like when in episode one of my little pony friendship is magic and Pinkie pie starts to sing and they're like, is she? Yeah, she is. (laughs) And she sings the laughing song. Love it. it, it. So you have the dark princess stating the obvious to murky and lurky. You know, just go grab her. Yeah. Yeah. That. that I love it. It was just like, it was what you were thinking. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And what most adults
2: think when they watch the original show now, you know, as a kid, it's hilarious that the bad guys are bumbling idiots and they're always making these stupid contraptions that don't work half the time. But (laughs) watching it as an adult, you're like, why didn't they just go and grab them and tie them up or yeah, there were so many easier ways they could have accomplished what they were trying to accomplish so it's it was hilarious just to, to watch
1: if you don't, what if you don't understand what we mean go back to the previous podcast episodes of Brightcast where we review the Rainbow Bright episodes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes indeed they were hilarious but
2: they were morons uh, <laughs> So that was, that was a lot of fun to watch that be made fun of. And you know, they, they got their time in the sun as well, a bit in these episodes. But yeah, that that was that was fantastic.
1: Now, I love Lurky. Lurky, I was a little afraid of because he was drawn so big. But in fan art, in relation to what Mur- Murky and Lurky look like, uh, Lurky has been drawn fan-wise to look a lot like... The one that's in this show. <laughs> and But his personality is the same. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. He's so funny and just adorable. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so yeah, his shape being different, not that big of a deal in the end. And a huge nose on him might just look weird. I'm trying to imagine it mm-hmm. with his current body shape and design. I don't know if I can see that. That might have looked kind of weird.
1: But... One thing that I really did like was I actually totally called that line. I didn't. I hadn't even seen an episode, saw the picture, and was like, he's Lurky, and I shall call him Lurky. And I will hug him and pet him and call him George. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> that was hysterical.
2: So... I made kind of a list of some of my favorite moments and quotes from, epi- from all three episodes. And I figure we just go through them one at a time. And again, we're not going to go in depth. Or we're not going to give a lot away. But I think it's okay to mention a few things, um, especially the things that were in the previews or the trailers that are available to anyone. So, like, Rainbow humming the original theme song? Oh, my God. I don't know about you, I well, I do know about you because I watched your reaction video as well and
1: we both were like, oh, she just hummed the original theme song, oh my god! <laughs> and she did it again it, later in the series. It's not just like a one-time nod, it's something Rainbow Bright will walk around humming her original theme song. Yes! <laughs> it's so fabulous, I love it. And I really like the new theme song too. Like, it's totally
2: different, but I really enjoy it and it gets stuck in my head all the time. I'm always singing it. <laughs> But I love the things that Rainbow calls Brian. Like B-Man
1: and (laughs) B-Funk. Those made me laugh so hard. Um, I don't know if I particularly care for B-Funk. I like B-Man. B-Man's cool. (laughs) (laughs) My best friend, Brian! Yeah, (laughs) that's B-Brian.
2: That was fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, like you said, the Dark Princess saying, no funny stuff, just grab him. When they go to Grab all of their gadget and well, all of their junk to make a gadget. Like, you can tell what they're thinking of doing. And she's like, No, skip that. <laughs> just get a bag and grab it. That was hilarious. And I liked when Rainbow's kind of showing Brian around and she's like,
1: This place is the pits. And he's like, What's so bad about it? Oh no, it's just called that. <laughs> That was adorable. Well, one thing about that, about the pits is they haven't actually shown what happens to rainbow in the pit. So I am curious to see, because in the original series, she had no power in the pits, which is why she didn't go there.
2: Yeah. She walks around it a little bit in these episodes, but yeah, she doesn't try to use her power there. Like when she's riding the rainbow toward that, the rainbow kind of goes, <laughs> and makes a, a, a quick turn to go the opposite direction. So yeah, it's very likely that her rainbow doesn't, still doesn't work in the pits.
1: Now, Rainbow's magic in this is definitely different. It's not so much belt focused. Yeah. Which is interesting.
2: Yeah, there's definitely still star sprinkles involved, but you're right. Yeah, she doesn't touch her her hand to her belt or a star sprinkle to her belt necessarily. Or wait, did when she absorbed that star sprinkle, did she put it on the belt? I'm trying to remember. I think she pulled it to
1: her chest, to be honest. Okay. Which, that scene... Anyway, it it, it reminded me of Super Mario Brothers. Oh, when he gets, like... And getting the star. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, she even went all different colors and everything. I was like, uh...
2: (laughs) That's hilarious. That's funny. What...
1: Which these plot devices, these different things with the costumes, is this different interactions? I can totally see this as a video game. Oh, me too. I can see me too going <laughs> and collecting stars, and and uh, I think it would be awesome. I would totally play it. Totally, yeah. She's so gonna shoot rainbows out of her hands at the, whatever
2: bad things are coming at her, and oh yeah, I I had the exact same thought, especially in the third episode, um, in the in the color mines when the yeah, totally. <laughs>
1: So to be honest, I actually actually was thinking about designing a 2D side scroller that revolved around the sprites. And every sprite would go through a level to rescue their color kid. Oh, that's cute. So it would start with Twink, and then you'd uh, go through, and then, you know, after you rescue, well, you don't start with Twink, it would start with, like, red, and go through all the colors until you had a full rainbow, and then you'd have to rescue Rainbow, and she'd be, like, the princess. Oh, yeah! Sorry, your princess is in another castle! (laughs) (laughs) Love it. (laughs) So, yeah, I think that's
2: absolutely something they could get some uh, interest from. If they were to make a, a video game. Like, they made one for, I think it was, like, the iPad for He-Man and She-Ra in the last, I don't know, couple years. And I played some of it. I didn't go through the entire thing, but it was hilarious. Yeah, it had the characters, and <laughs> they could do all these funny powers, and they would make funny comments in between scenes or whatnot. So, yeah, I think that's absolutely something they should look into doing. That would be so fun.
1: I did play uh the my little pony uh, game which is different it's more like a sim uh where you g- you give the ponies tasks and stuff but it wasn't really story-based i like story-based games gotcha um but you know i i understand having the tablet kind where you know you give them little tasks to do and it does go through a story but it's not like an adventure game for example mm-hmm But I could totally see an adventure game or one of those other little games. Like I told you, building your own rainbow land would be awesome.
2: (laughs) That would be pretty fantastic. I agree.
1: Every hour on the hour, you had to make a rainbow.
2: (laughs) So it could be like a a Tamagotchi, whatever that word was. You have to pull it out of your pocket (laughs) every hour
1: and do the
2: rainbow, else you die. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I really liked Stormy calling Rainbow Bright Brighty. That was so cute. Like she was saying it very meanly in the beginning, as more like an insult, but then later on she's saying it more endearing, like a nickname, and I love that nickname.
1: It is a a cute nickname, though. I have to be honest. I actually several times watching the show missed Lurky's jabs at her, calling her that Rainbow Brat, and the. <laughs> Princess was doing it this time calling them the color brats Mm -hmm.
2: yeah that was hilarious and I'm sure that they will do that in the future if they make some more episodes which we'll discuss at the end but yeah we don't know if they're making more episodes we hope so anyway yeah was there anything else specific from episode one
1: I love one thing that I'm curious about is the quickly tell me something cute
2: (laughs) yeah because they didn't use that again
1: No, and that was the first time we've seen Rainbow get murked, uh, to take a phrase from the original series. Mm -hmm. You know, she got murked out, and she was trying to get something cute until Brian brings her the star.
2: Yeah, and that was super cool when he rode the star sprinkle. Whoa.
1: That was cool. (laughs) That was awesome sauce. I was, wow.
2: Yeah, that was amazing.
1: Because this was the definitely a bigger, more action-packed episode in relation to being a first episode in relation to Peril in the Pits. Mm -hmm. Uh, Though, don't get me wrong. Peril in the Pits had its charms. It it also had at least 15 minutes more screen time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So there was... But to bring the plot along and to see Brian just boom, get in there, it was awesome. I like it.
2: Totally. So then in episode two, Rainbow Homes the theme song again. Love it! <laughs> when Rainbow left Mr. Glitters in charge, he was like completely incompetent and starts messing things up and the color kids are like, no,
1: why did you leave him in charge? <laughs> but I don't know about... T- it kind of makes Twink, or sorry, Mr. Glitters seem to be kind of a doofus in... <laughs> he's funny, you know, I, I love that he's funny. <laughs> he has to have at least some skill for Rainbow to leave him in charge.
2: Yeah, I don't know if she was just <laughs> she trying don't. to be funny. Well, I mean, he he brings it in the last episode. He he gets stuff done when it needs to be done. And that's kind of you know, the original twink. He was a really hard worker. He got done what needed to be done. But he wasn't a genius either. I mean, he got tricked by Plock. <laughs> By getting a stone thinking it was a magic seed. I mean, he he wasn't the brightest crayon in the box either. So I, I mean I, I don't want to insult the original twink. I love him too, just as he is. But yeah, I don't think it's so out in left field that Mr. Glitters is is incompetent from time to time and makes mayhem. It was so funny.
1: <laughs> He's very enthusiastic. Yeah. Yay! Yes! <laughs> I love it! I love it.
2: And I like that Brian was wearing his 11 sweater in episode two. Yes. Because in the first one, he's just wearing a blue shirt. And we're like, well, that's similar, but not the same. But then when he put that on, I'm like, oh, my God. Flashback. (laughs) (laughs) And the whole, help, this cloud has no (laughs) seatbelts. That was hilarious.
1: That was funny. (laughs) I love Brian so much.
2: Just everything about his personality. Yeah. Yeah. He's cool.
1: It's definitely different. I mean, Brian in the original show, he was gloomy. And that's why we got to Rainbow Land Because Rainbow tried to make him happy and colored him. Mm-hmm. But that didn't happen here. The rainbow brought him to Rainbowland, which I thought was awesome. Yes. But that's a plot point. Yes. We're not going to go anymore into that. <laughs>
2: well, we kind of know that from the previews too. You see him riding on the rainbow yes. in Land, So that's okay. And Stormy's sarcasm in that one. Like ooh, I'm rainbow bright. I heard there was a day to be saved, so here I am. (laughs) This (laughs) is (laughs) miracle. And both of them have like superpowers this time around. You know, we saw a little bit of of it in the episode in episode one, but then in episode two when they're kind of battling it out, it's like whoa, they have
1: super duper cool powers. I'm not sure how I feel about that, though. It does make more sense. Because, you know, the power isn't coming strictly from the belt anymore. It's actually coming from their hands. And Stormy's always did come from her hands. And that was awesome. And so to have Rainbow and Stormy have similar powers of commanding light that it it makes, it makes sense. Uh, But yeah, them having superpowers, again, I wasn't so sure in the other trailers, you know, if I liked Rainbow being able to fly on her own because... What does that give Starlight a job for anymore? Well, I think it (laughs) utilizes some of her power reserves to do
2: that. So I think Mm -hmm. on a regular basis, she'd probably just ride Starlight. But when she's in the middle of a battle or something, she can pull that out. Like her flying rainbow disc or whatever you want to call it. But I think if she did that... I
1: totally want an action figure of that. Right? I agree. I don't... I (laughs) I
2: want one. But yeah, I think
1: if she did that all the time... I want a stormy action pose, and I want a rainbow action pose, and I want to, like, put them next to each other.
2: <laughs> that would be awesome.
1: I'm a nerd. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, yeah, and I love, you know, when she invited Stormy back to Rainbowland, and the whole quote, you can't have rainbows without a rain cloud. That was adorable.
1: <laughs> it was perfect, too. It was. I mean, it fits. That's that was the relationship between Stormy and Rainbow, or at least even how it was in the original series. You know, they needed each other. Absolutely, it's absolutely true that you can't have the light and not the darkness. You know, they're
2: it's a whole yin yang thing. You gotta have both. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm happy that Stormy is the yin to her yang, or vice versa. I don't know which one's white and which one's black. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's, it,
1: it's harmony. You have to have harmony. That's what she mentioned. Yes. Which is absolutely true. I want to mention the hamster. <laughs> Instead of a dog, Brian has a hamster. And I love the hamster. The hamster reminds me in, uh, especially the scene of the hamster and lurky in Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> there is a character called Minsk and he has a miniature gigantic space hamster called Boo. <laughs> so when you play with Minsk, you also have Boo and Boo attacks. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and It reminded me of Captain Fuzz <laughs> 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 because he is the king of all hamsters.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was such a Nerdy geeky thing to say. I loved it. I loved it. I love that Brian is a nerd or a geek, whatever. Mm-hmm. Both. Um, <laughs> he's just he's the loner that sits by himself in the library at lunchtime. Feels like a little bit of a loner. He's not very popular. He he doesn't feel like he's special,
0: and he's a total
2: geek. His hamster is the king of the hamsters, <laughs> and all Rainbow and Stormy are just like you know forehead slap. <laughs> 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 adorable. It would have been kind of funny if the hamster was named Sam, like the dog was, but I I like the Captain Fuzz thing even better, actually. (laughs) Maybe later on he'll get a a dog and it'll be named Sam. (laughs) But I think Rainbow calls him B-Dog at one point (laughs) in this one, so... (laughs) I love all of her nicknames for Brian. (laughs) I think that's all our, our favorite kind of moments and quotes from episode two. And then in episode three. It's hilarious when Stormy comes back to Rainbowland and all the colored kids are like running away. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, no, it's it's okay, really. She's she's good now.
1: <laughs> Which that kind of reminded me of Mom. The episode mom where they go into oh, Rainbow Land <laughs> and all everyone bolts. You're right! <laughs> You're exactly right. <laughs> That's hysterical.
2: I want to like put those two scenes side by side now. <laughs> 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 that would be hilarious. And when Mr. Glitters gets Brian to pick him up, oh my
1: god, that was oh, so Oh, that was cute. awesome. It really and made me want <laughs> Yeah.
2: <laughs> tap, tap. It really made me want a doll of Mr. Glitters so bad. I mean, not that he looks so much different than Twink, but he's different mm-hmm. enough that I and I need I need more toys, obviously. So <laughs> I want a Mr. Glitters really bad. And the little touch For Roy G. Biv, that was really, really cute.
1: (laughs) Yes, because fans, if you were not aware, the colors of the rainbow spell out Roy G. Biv. That's how you got to learn it in school. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. Yes. And
2: I just love that they took the time to put in little touches like that. Because I I think they were doing this on a pretty tight schedule. Uh, I know the animators were working long hours. So the fact that they took a few moments just to put a few little extra things in that that made me
1: really happy that made me smile so thank you animators that was adorable there is a funny scene with the computer which makes me want to have some sort of interface with the funny computer yeah (laughs) i want one that could be part of the
2: video game that we're gonna tell them to make
1: (laughs) yeah i want it on my phone (laughs) (laughs) that's terrible all right, now, the final episode, this is one that I don't really want to talk too much about because it is such an amazing episode, and I really want other people to see it. Yeah. But I will bring up a few things that we did learn in this episode because this is the first time we actually see sprites in a color cave at some point. Mm-hmm. And their antennas glow. I thought that was awesome. Now, I wonder... Do they glow all the time?
2: Because Mr. Glitter's weren't glowing. So I can't... I don't know. Yeah. So maybe it's just a thing they can turn on at will. That is awesome, though, because that makes a whole lot
1: of sense. Yeah. It's like their antenna turned into sparklers. It was so cool. (laughs) And for their job of working in caves, it would definitely make sense. Yeah,
2: you are right. Mr. Glitter's wearing shades at one point. That was
1: adorable. Yeah, that was... <laughs> so look that for reminded that. me of Lurky wearing shades in the Moonglow episode. Oh, yeah. night. <laughs> You're right. When you're right, you're right. I love it.
2: Yeah. Episode three is the one we really can say the least about because it's so full of awesome plot devices and new information and new... Ah, just new stuff. It's amazing. I... That was absolutely my favorite of the three. It, it, oh, it gave me chills. Like when they started doing all the things, it was like, oh my God. If you watch my reaction video, you'll see exactly what I did. <laughs> As I was always watching it. Cause yeah, it's just that exciting. So if you have not watched these yet, you need to. Absolutely. You need to. Even if you're still on the fence, you're not really sure if you're going to like it or not. It's only three episodes. It's not going to take up that much of your day. Just give them a watch. If by the end of them you still aren't sold, then okay, that's that's fine. But it, I think you really should... You owe it to yourself to give them a chance if you like Rainbow Bright, Because they really, really did a good job. They really kept the fans in mind. And I, I'm really not disappointed about anything. I mean, are you...
1: Anything I would disappoint in is mostly just technical or cosmetic, and I can overlook it. Mm-hmm. But n- no, not really. Um, I do think we need a little bit more variety when it comes to the voices.
2: Yeah. But we haven't heard many of the color kids speak at this point, just Red, Canary, and Buddy. So I think what. And Patty. Oh, you're right. And Patty. But they, except for red, they've all had very short lines. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. But I have a feeling if in fe- if they if they make future episodes and they start concentrating more on the color kids, they'll there probably will be more variety. And I agree, there needs to be, so they don't all sound the same. Uh, and they don't. I'm not saying they do now, but just to yeah, to further that, um, I think they should bring in a couple more voice actors, if possible. And I really want to see Tickled Pink and Moonglow at some point in the future. Because
1: I miss them. <laughs> I want to be a voice. I want to be voice. <laughs> there we go. Me and Renee can
2: be Tickled Pink and, and Moonglow.
1: <laughs> I want to be a
2: sprite. <laughs> You're going to be fighting Mariana for, for that job. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> she does an excellent job. With, with all the voices and she doesn't just do sprites she does is it one or two color kids and she did the computer voice because we already mentioned there's a computer scene so yeah mm. she does the com- she so she's very versatile with her talent which I guess we could go ahead and start I had a few notes about voice actors that I wanted to mention so I guess that would be a good segue I was a little and I know they just didn't have time in these three episodes to do it but because we found out during the Silvershire interview that Molly Ringwald is also a singer. I was really hoping there'd be a musical number between her and rainbow bright because they're both singers. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I totally understand there just was not time to get all of the information in plus a song in, in these episodes, but hopefully if they make episodes in the future, they'll have the time and resources to put in some musical numbers. Cause we would absolutely love that. And I think you were curious in a previous episode if they were going to be casting any male voice actors because in the original, it was a lot of women doing the male color kid voices. But yeah, they absolutely are using men this time around, which I thought was cool.
1: Yeah, it was in voice acting when you want a child voice or a male child voice, usually you use a woman because their their voices hadn't changed at that point. But the fact that they are using adult male actors, in this case uh, Cam Clark, uh, we heard as Red Butler, right? Yeah. And I thought it was awesome. I I I kept hearing Donatello, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I watched the original Turtle series. I'm, <laughs> I he, I hear him, I hear Donatello. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> But his murky is awesome. Oh, I totally. love his
2: murky. Me too. Yeah, it's different from the original, but it's not so different. And it's... I like the uniqueness of it, honestly. I like that it's different, because he, he brought a new take to the character a little bit, and I think he did an excellent job on that. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think you're right. Even when he's doing Red Butler, I think I could even hear a little bit of He-Man in there. So. <laughs> or at least Prince Adam. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> not He-Man, but Prince Adam. Uh- <laughs> That that's, I love his voice, so I, I'm fine with that. The more I get to hear Cam Clark, the, the better. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, it also seems like this time around that Rainbow and the Color Kids are slightly older than in the original. Like, not by much. Maybe a year or two at the most. So I think it makes more sense for adults to be voicing them now, as opposed to children.
1: Well, one thing that has still not been established is whether or not rainbow ages i would think not personally Mm -hmm. but we don't know at this point yeah um so i wouldn't want to stick an age to her yeah Uh, but yeah she does seem character wise a little bit more than being toddler size i mean her and brian are the same height now yeah versus the original series where she was like half his size yep and i wonder
2: these days do they use child voiceovers as much as they used to
1: Yes, they do. And a lot of the shows that are animated, they will use kid actors. For example, um, Hey Arnold uh, was voiced by kids. And every year that they do a Charlie Brown special, it's always voiced by children. Hmm. Um, In some cases where you don't want the voice to change as the child gets older, you will have adult actors look at uh, Phineas and Ferb. Okay. True. Actually, who does Phineas? I know who does Ferb. Who's Phineas? I can't remember who does Phineas. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, fair enough. But I do know that Ashley Tisdale, who is uh, Emily Osment's co-star on, or she's acted with Emily Osment on Young and Hungry, is the voice of their sister. Oh, she's Candace? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I forgot
2: that. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love Candace so much. <laughs> That's a great cartoon just all around. But yeah, that, that does make sense. And now that I think about it, yeah, like they use children in Frozen to do little Elsa and Anna. So, yeah, they do still do that. Um, But it's probably easier using adults when you can. Just you're not working or you're not to work around school schedules. And and yeah, you don't have to worry about their voices changing, things like that. I'm glad they did in the original used, you know, Bettina and then used children on the um, the albums I'm really happy they did, Mm because kids could identify with those voices more. But I'm not unhappy that they're using adults this time around so far. I think it's fine. But we still want to see some of the original cast members make cameos in the future, please?
1: Please? Yes, as you may have heard from our interview with Bettina, she's gung-ho for it. She's ready. Um, I've heard from a few other of them that they would love to come back as uh, somebody as just even for a nod to us, the original fans, they would Mm -hmm. love to be a part of the new series.
2: That would be amazing. See, Pat, (laughs) they could come in as like Lurkey's uncle or something. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many options to go from here with the story. Sometimes the stories will kind of back themselves into a corner and there's not far to go, but (laughs) from the place they've started, it can go anywhere. So I'm really thrilled with the writing so far and the potential for future episodes.
1: I, am, I too am really excited about the way that the new show is going because it's not just girly. It's They went away from the pastel colors and they've used primary colors. They're including a boy mm-hmm. hero so that both boys and girls can relate. Mm-hmm. Um, they've included lots of stuff about being a kid. And so it's not strictly for us and it's not strictly for toddlers. It is something I think could be universal with both older fans and younger ones.
2: Absolutely. I completely agree. And from what I've seen so far, just showing it to the few people I I have of varying ages. Yeah. They, they all think it's, it's great. So it has so much potential, I think to take off and be something amazing. I mean, it's already Gotten as far as I can tell, a lot of views. You know, their Facebook page has like over thirty-six thousand likes now. Uh, so I think the the fans are really coming out and showing their support. And I don't, have you checked your Facebook page to see if you've gotten an uptick in likes since the new show was uh, announced?
1: I've had a few, but not a lot.
2: Well, mine has gone a little crazy. I was checking mm. yesterday. Um, since the beginning of October, because the article with the preview came out in the middle of October, since the beginning of October till now, I've gotten 314 new likes on rainbowbright.net Facebook page. 43 of those were on October 14th when it was announced and 30 more were on November 6th when episode one came out. Um, You you just see these peaks. And I'm like, "What, what day are those peaks on? And sure enough, it's on the days when the new show was announced and premiered. And then even on my RainbowBright.org Facebook page, I've gained another 277 fans or likes. Um, So, you know, people have been complaining that they don't like the new show or that they have issue with it. But the numbers are saying the opposite. There's a lot of people that like it and a lot of people that want to be kept up to date with new information regarding it. Numbers don't lie, people. So, (laughs) yeah, I, I just wanted to use that kind of to show that fans are absolutely supporting this and i think they already know that they've got their own numbers i'm sure that that show how many views they're getting how much interest there is but it definitely seems like it's catching on and i've seen i'm seeing a lot of new fans kind of come on board and start talking about it because we have kind of our core fans that are always right there with us but i've seen several new ones you're know, starting to to voice their opinions more often which is awesome. I'm like, hey, more fans, the merrier. Come on in. <laughs> We're happy to have you. <laughs> Color kids, rainbros. we don't care. Come on. Um, and I'm seeing people, you know, post stuff on Instagram about it, on their Twitter. It, it really seems to be doing well. I hope it's doing well enough because I really want more. <laughs>
1: really bad, really, really bad.
2: <sighs> yeah, I think I've, I've already said this online, but I, I think I will literally cry if there is no more after
1: this. <laughs> Because it has so much potential, I would just be so sad. Now, here's something, though. Have we had an increase in Brightcast?
2: You, I don't know. Let me look real quick. Actually, yeah. So, October 1st, it had 94 likes. As of now, it has 114. And it started jumping up on October 15th. (laughs) Yep. There was a few more on October 14th. Oh, I got one more on October 14th. And then after that, it was just this huge climb. It's like a mountain going up. And so we've absolutely, yeah, been getting more likes on Brightcast as well. Cool. And yeah, again, huge peak on October 16th. Uh, where's it? And November 5th and 8th. So yeah, around, right around the same times.
1: So don't be hating People. People like the new show. (laughs) Yep. And we like the new show and I do want more. Yes. So if there's anything that we can do to help promote the new show, I think we're going to do it. And the rainbow bright Facebook page and social accounts have been doing their part. Uh, Recently, they actually announced a selfie contest. So we're going to plug it here too. So you want to tell everyone about the contest? Sure. What they are asking for is to fans for fans to take a picture of themselves
2: with Rainbow Bright merchandise. So people that already have collected, you know, this is stuff from the eighties or two thousands. They don't really care what generation the merchandise is from. Or if you don't have any rainbow bright merchandise, just you with something rainbow. So and I think anybody anyone can do that, even if you Photoshop a rainbow into your picture. Um all of that is, is allowed. So they just want to hear from the fans, basically. They want to see our faces and see the excitement. So especially if you have some Rainbow Bright merchandise, throw it on top of yourself and snap a selfie um, or you know, set up a cool little display and sit beside it and have somebody else take the picture. But if you go to their Facebook page, which is if you just go to facebook.com slash Rainbow that's the official Facebook page. And there's a button. I guess it's a button or a link right at the top. Yeah, it says win rainbow swag. So if you click on that, it's kind of like a tab or a link, but if you click on that, it'll give you all of the details and how to submit. There's a submit button right there um, that you can do through Facebook, or you can also just upload your pictures to Twitter or Instagram and use the tag, hashtag rainbow swag, and also include at bright is back or hashtag bright is back. So they know that it's rainbow swag for rainbow bright because um, it's accidentally picked up a couple pictures of just like My Little Pony things that don't have anything to do with it, um, just because they also use Rainbow Swag occasionally, apparently. So be sure to include both tags to make sure they know um, it's for this contest. But if it's full of pictures of you and Rainbow Bright stuff, they'll they'll understand. And the prize for doing this is more Rainbow Swag. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> They've got a, a Rainbow Bright lunchbox, a watch, a t-shirt... And then some feel in like travel mugs, cups, and a little flash drive, it looks like. So you can get merchandise from the new show before it's available to anyone else. And at this point, we still don't know if they're going to do any merchandising, but they've at least made some promotional items and are giving some of those away. They actually sent some to Renee and I just for doing the interview, doing Brightcast, and supporting the show. So we already have firsthand knowledge of these items and a couple more and they're really cool. They're, they're well made. They're super bright. They're excellent. I can't wait to find a spot in my collection to display them. I don't know where that's going to be yet, but I will find a spot. <laughs>
1: The lunchbox is really, really cool. It's a nice little aluminum or tin lunchbox. And the t-shirt, which is Rainbow Bright and Starlight, is really cool because it's not just a center print. It's actually off-center at the bottom, and it's really neat. Mm-hmm. And it says, I guess, was it, what's what's written across the back? Let me look. I've got it right here. Oh, it's just like the
2: logo. A feeling original series Rainbow Bright. But yeah, that picture of Rainbow Bright on Starlight is so cute.
1: And then the wristwatch is really cool.
2: Yeah, I'm curious how many different variations there are on the wristwatch, because I've seen at least I want to say three or four now. Different color combinations or image images on the face of the watch. It's just it's either Rainbow Bright's face or Rainbow Bright and Starlight. I've got Rainbow's face. I think you have Rainbow Bright and Starlight.
1: Yeah, and my watch is purple.
2: Mine is pink. And on the image on the contest, it's blue with Rainbow Bright's face. And I think I've seen other pictures of like feeling employees that had um, different combinations of the color and the picture. So I don't know how many combinations there are.
1: I'm good. I'm trying not to be
2: selfish and want all of them.
1: <laughs> it is an analog watch. So it's not digital, which I like that, yes. that I'm an analog watch wearer. Yep. And it's just an awesome way to share the rainbow and get some cool rainbow bright stuff. Yes. <laughs> so absolutely enter that contest.
2: And you know, I'm looking at these pictures too for rainbowbrite.org because we've got a whole section of fan pictures. So it's pictures of people with Rainbow Bright stuff or wearing Rainbow Bright sh- t-shirts, things like that. So uh, this will be a great addition to the website as well, just showing more fans with their Rainbow Bright collections. And we don't get to see that very often. I mean, I know that there are other collectors out there apart from Renee and myself, but a lot of them don't take pictures very often. So we're We'll know a little bit about what they own, but we
1: don't get to see it. And I I like seeing it. So this is going to be super fun. I know. Sometimes when I go to eBay, for example, and I see these huge collections suddenly appear, I'm like, where have you been all my life? Yeah. Who had you? And they must be awesome. Yeah. Totally. (laughs) And why aren't they my (laughs) friends? Yes, hopefully
2: we'll meet some new friends through this contest as well. (laughs) And that contest ends on December 31st of this year. So you've got plenty of time to get those pictures in. But please do by the end of the year. And then they will announce the winners.
1: So I want to see lots of Rainbow bright pictures, y'all. Right? (laughs) We need all the pictures. Do it. Well, of course, uh, next month is Christmas and we want to get ahead up on our Christmas cheer. So we actually have a favor to ask of you guys need you to help spread the word. We want to do a Christmas video for uh, YouTube uh, or or we could upload it to Facebook uh, to share with everybody wishing them a Merry Christmas from Brightcast. So we need your help. If you could just take a picture of yourself holding up the words, we wish you a Merry Christmas. You can have it however you want in the picture. You can hold it up. You can draw it with crayon, you know, and just email that to brightcast at gmail.com or post it on our, I guess, posting it on our Facebook page would be cool too, right? Yeah, just email too. it. Either one, whatever's easiest. <laughs> you can post it to uh, our Facebook page or, you know, tweet it to us on Twitter. Or anything that you need to do. Just get us those pictures with the phrase. We wish you a Merry Christmas. So I'll need those by Friday December 12th. So that gives you. Three weeks. So give me. a Send us those pictures. Send them to us now. Now fast. <laughs> Hurry. More pictures. We wish you a Merry Christmas. And that'll be fun. So help us bring some rainbow cheer for Christmas. Yes. <laughs> Woohoo. Okay, everybody. Well, thank you very much again for tuning in to Brightcast, the Rainbow Bright Podcast, and this wonderful special. And until our next episode, or make sure to go to we're on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash Brightcast, YouTube, Brightcast, Twitter, do we have anything else? (laughs) (laughs) I think that's all of them. (laughs) Okay. So just look for us. We are Brightcast, the Rainbow Bright Podcast. And until our next episode, everybody, stay bright. (laughs) Hey, everybody.
0: This is i Tina Bush, and you're listening to Brightcast.